This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. On August 25th, I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that's ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. I'm I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really gonna have some fun. Mike, series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. Sergeant and Mr. Smith, you're gonna love this house. Bunk beds in a closet? There's no field manual for finding the right home. But when you do, USAA Homeowners Insurance can help protect it the right way. Restrictions apply. Good evening, how are you? You're not too bad, not too bad. Um, all good. So uh, you're one of the most probably, you're the person who makes most Millwall fans very jealous at the moment through um, being able to see them actually play football. Yeah, no, no, I'm definitely, it's not lost on me how lucky I am to get to go to the games. It's obviously strange without yourselves sitting around me, but um, yeah, it is it's, it's a fantastic position to be in to be actually go and watch Millwall in the flesh. So... I suppose realistically, we'll jump straight in. Obviously, our first game was um, against Bromley. Mm. Um, what were your views from the game? Um, for the Bromley game, I must admit, I've only seen the um, highlights I was sent through. And I think one of the things I've seen through all the games is the likes of um, Hayden Muller, James Brown. I was very impressed with it. Uh, South End, both of them played very well when they came on. And I think, um, obviously, you know, the man we've all been talking about, uh, Troy Parrott. His running off the back of the last man definitely gives us a different option. When you look at, say, him, your Matt Smith, Bradshaw's been moved around as the front three. He's played on the left in one of the games. Um, so, 
yeah, I've, the main thing, as I've said on Twitter and a couple of other things, it's it's squad depth. Millwall have made numerous changes, but the team isn't weakened in any way. And I think that's something that is going to be a real bonus for the club during the season. So, I mean, obviously the first game, the first friendly we had was 5-0 against Bromley, which is is part and parcel, I suppose it is what it is. But looking at um, they're looking at Bromley now, they've just signed... Um, they just signed Liam Trotter. Yeah, it was a real surprise. I saw that about an hour ago, actually, I must admit. And, you know, fair play to them. I mean, Bromley themselves, I don't know what aspirations they have for the season, but to get somebody like Liam Trotter involved, I think that's a, that's a great coup for them, I'm sure. I mean, I saw something on, on one of the forums, I think it was on Hoff earlier, where someone watched him last season, he got a trial and he looked um, really out of shape, a bit overweight, puffing a bit. But, you know, good luck to him. If he's, if he's managed to, to come back and he's still got that commitment, he's got to be, what, 30-odd now, 32? There's nothing nothing wrong with being in your senior years. But, no, um, you know, yeah. I mean, if he's yeah, still no, no. to play, then good luck to him. Um, he yeah. was a, a love or hated player at Millwall when he was here, so... Yeah, he was definitely a Marmite-type player. But, um, yeah, a lot of it's in his head. You know, it doesn't matter how old you are. We've seen, you know, plenty of players that are, you know... 35, 36, they've still got it and still get a yard ahead of themselves. I mean, obviously, we'll see one of them, um, Tony Craig, on Saturday for the game. Yeah, no, against Crawley. Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a few ex Millwall players in the Crawley side as well. Felipe is is obviously an ex um, Millwall player as well. Okay, I think he only played about 14 games, but again, an ex player. So, did you get to see, um, you obviously were at South End and got to see the South End game. So, was there any highlights from that, what you thought? Because, obviously, when we watch these highlights or we just watch the goals, we don't actually get a true representation of the game. Um, we get what the club wants us to see rather than actually what it, you know, really what the players... I mean, you talked about Hayden a minute ago. I mean, Hayden, the match with Crystal Palace, he looked good. He, he Considering he's a youngster and he's playing in a position a new position for him, but he looked good. Yeah, no, no. I mean, um, the South End game started with Murray Wallace in the middle of a back three. And they had on the right-hand side, you had Yuri Skalak playing wing-back, which I think has surprised everybody pre-season. How how did he take that position? He did fine. Um, It was him and Conor Mahoney linking up predominantly down that right-hand side. The delivery um, from both is as frustrating as always. Sometimes they'd both hit ball. I mean, Thompson's goal came from a Scalac cross. Um, him and Conor Mahoney a couple of times putting some absolute crackers into the box. And sometimes you just got your head in your hands as one flies over the bar or barely gets above shin height. But um, no, Yuri did okay there. Not too bad. Obviously, defensively, a couple of times got caught out, but that's to be expected. That's, you know, right wing back isn't his natural position. But uh, Murray Wallace... Um, fitted him fine in the middle of a back three. They tried it also with Jake moving into the centre. Um, Leonard and Thompson very busy in the middle of the park. And um, I'd say overall, I mean, you know, no disrespect to South End, it was very one-sided. Millwall were passing the ball around very quickly, especially um, down the left first half. Uh, Mason Bennett really, really did look hungry. Played exceptionally well, caused them no end of problems. Because the great thing with Mason is it's not just... He's a tricky winger. He's so, so strong as well. You know, he's there's not an ounce of fat on him and his ability, pace and skill-wise, just, yeah, had the fullback for breakfast no end of times. He's, a, he's definitely a player we, we really need. That sort of player is someone who we need who's not afraid to go forward and can hold on to that ball going forward. 
Um, and if he needs to bung a, you know, bung a ball up, he, he's, he can do all of it. The only, the only concern amongst Millwall fans is obviously, you know, is he, is he really made of glass or is it the fact that because of lockdown and everything else, he just wasn't, wasn't truly fit? No, I mean, hopefully it was just a case of, yeah, he wasn't quite 100% match fit. And that's the reason that he's picked up the injury. I mean, obviously he's had the close season now to get himself, you know, fully fit. He didn't look remotely, um, should we say, not up to speed in the South End game. Played well. Off the top of me, I think it was an hour he played before he came off. But that was just because of numerous changes. That wasn't any reason for him to come off. I mean, obviously Troy Parrott did come off. Um, yeah. injured. The good news with Troy was that when he came off, he wasn't hobbling off. He wasn't having to be helped off the pitch. He just walked off himself, had a chat with the bench, just holding his leg. He actually, him, he went to go and sit on the subs bench. It was actually the physio that said, no, come on, let's get you down the tunnel. Let's get this checked out properly. So he didn't think it was anything serious. And as we've heard since, it's only, well, hopefully only a couple of weeks out. So, you know, with a bit of luck, maybe not the Stoke game, but maybe Rotherham afterwards. And he may well be back in the, in the mix-up. Which, which is good news because I suppose the, the biggest problem with Millwall is that we, we, it happens quite often. We get good players in and then all of a sudden they get injured. I mean, um, Bradshaw, we had, didn't we, where he, he went injured not long after coming in. So we have history of it. But then I suppose going on to, on to the Palace game, I think it was an average game, but I think we were holding our formation and holding our shape really well. We, we were... You know, stopping him. I think it was a sloppy goal to a degree. It was just a, yeah. a, a, a lack of judgment for a couple of seconds, which you know gave him. And, and Sahar is is a class player. There's no, you know, the geezer's been around. He's highly sought after. He's fast. Um, yeah. And if you give him, you give him a split second, he'll punish you. Um, but what's your views from it? Obviously, in being there and watching. Um, there's no. Sh- actually, to be fair, I was watching it online. But oh, um, okay. there's there, no, but there's no shame in anybody getting, you know, having Wilfred Zaha put you on your backside. You know, he's done it to, you know, better players than the Millwall have got in the Premier League. And I mean, yeah, you as you say about the goal, it was sloppy. Another day, somebody manages to get a block in, and the, the ball doesn't cross the line. But overall, it was a pretty close game. It was a bit scrappy at times. But you couldn't say Palace were years clear of Millwall. I mean, obviously they made a few changes during the game. So did Millwall, but. That could easily have finished one all. So I don't think there's any shame in going down one nil. No, I mean when you look at with Charlton, they they pretty much turned Charlton over three yeah. nil. Um, and to be fair with us, I don't I, I don't think they ever looked of being able to sneak away. I think it was it was going to either be a a draw or or you know it's going to be a one a one goal advantage as such. Yeah, I mean, um, during the game, as you say, it wasn't like Mill were having to throw in last-ditch tackles, left, right and centre, you know, having to give away fouls because, you know, players were getting caught out of position. It was nothing like that. Mill had a couple of chances themselves. So, no, I think it was a good run-out. I think, again, um, players got minutes. I think that's something Gary's alluded to as well, coming up to the Crawley game Saturday, that he is going to give players minutes to try and get them all fully up to speed for the Stoke game. So I expect the team to be a bit of a mix-up on... Saturday with a couple of players, obviously Scalak who pulled out in the warm-up against um, Palace. Obviously, unfortunately, Billy Mitchell's out, Parrot's out. We've lost a couple to international um, call-ups, the likes of Bavart and etc. So I think it'll be a bit of a mix-up. Obviously, uh, Woods won't be able to play um, against Stokes, so I expect him to figure. But um, yeah, I think overall, I thought it was a. I think the two 
friendlies, especially Southend and Palace, were, were good runouts considering the short pre-season that Mill and every other club have had. I mean, obviously on there, where, what what formation or, or, or what team do you see um, Gary playing? I mean, do you think he's going to be playing free up front? Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think that's his preferred option away from home, irrespective of the opposition. I expect it could work. He may well try again Murray Wallace in the middle of a three, with obviously Malone coming in. He may well play him as the left wing back. It'll be interesting to see who plays on the right. He may give Hayden a go, because I know Marlon's obviously missed a bit of pre-season. He hasn't been figuring particularly. So he may well want to give him an extra week. In the middle, could be any, could be three or four, really. I mean, you've obviously got... Woods, Leonard, um, Thompson, Willow. You know, there's four players could easily fit in there. I expect up top, probably Smith to start on the flanks. Again, maybe Mahoney. He may want to have another look at him and decide, is Connor Mahoney worth a start? I'm sure, I think we all think that in all honesty. I think it's a really pivotal season for Connor. We've all seen glimpses of what he can do, but is Gary Rowett the sort of manager that's going to put up with one good game in five? I have my doubts. So he may well give Connor a run, see where he goes from there. I mean, do you think we, we need to add anyone else to the team? Or do you think, like Gary says, is is you know, it's okay at the moment. You see where it goes. Because we've got some good under we've got some good young players in the under twenty threes. I mean, George Alexander, etc., and yeah. Isaac. They're two good strikers on the up and up. Um so I mean realistically he could try those in a few cup games possibly. Yeah, no, it wouldn't surprise me if they were on the bench um, for Saturday. I think the only thing that concerns me is a backup goalkeeper for Bart, in all honesty. We've got a couple of players there that have definitely got potential, but if Bart was, say, injured for a month, two months, I think that would be a big ask for somebody to come in and fill his shoes. You know, we've got a great goalkeeper at the club. You know, I mean, he got a Golden Glove Award last year. I think it was 15, 16 clean sheets, something like that. So he he would be an he would be a massive loss, and I think sometimes we forget just how important he is because we're always looking at players on the pitch, your Jed Wallaces, etc. So no, I think that is where we're lacking cover at the moment. Do you think a keeper? Have you got a keeper in mind? I don't say Jordan Archer. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've seen a, I've seen a few of them go round on Twitter today when somebody said, "Oh, Jordan Archer hasn't got a club at the moment." There were some interesting answers, um, um, which I you know won't divulge, but. Um, I don't, in all honesty. It's a tough one, isn't it? Because there's not many out there, though, is it? No. And whoever's coming in, we all know, and they would know, they're coming in to be a sub goalkeeper. They're not going to play. Bart's going to be your number one. So, no, that's it. I mean, really we've, got, we've got obviously Ryan Stanford and, um, and Joe Wright in the under 23s. Mm-hmm. I mean, would it be worth looking at possibly getting one of them to train with the first team for a bit to see and see where they are to see if they, if, you know, they can move up. I mean, in I mean, all honesty, Fielding's back though, and he was he was injured now. He's back, isn't he? I don't know if he's fully fit yet. In all honesty, but he is back, so to speak. But um, I'd imagine, to be honest with you, the goalkeepers you mentioned, I think are training with the first team. I've got no hundred percent, you know, sort of stamp or proof of that. But um, no, I'd expect them to be training with the first team. Why not? You know, it's it's priceless experience. Mm-hmm. A goalkeeping position is something that. I suppose it's not somewhere where, <coughs> excuse me, whenever you're doing training, you need a goalkeeper either end. When you're playing the full match, you're going to have Bart one end, you need to have somebody the other. They probably mix and match. Um, obviously, in practice, getting any sort of training with Bart is going to be 
a great experience for any of the young keepers coming through. You're learning from one of the best, if not the best, in the championship, and that can only be of benefit to, to the player. We got him a result as well. You know, I mean, that was a a, a great buy from from Millwall. Really, um, a bit questionable at the beginning, um, and obviously a bit of a worry over the knee injury. You know, it, it, would it come back? Would it not? But I think the gamble's paid off. I think if it wasn't for him last season, we wouldn't possibly be where we are. Um, and also look at Gary. I mean, Gary's worked wonders. We were bottom of the league nearly, you know, last season. And then all of a sudden he brought us up into potential playoff on the last day um, or towards the last days. It was, we were there or thereabouts. So, yeah, I mean, your your thoughts on Gary joining us? I, th- I think he's done superbly. I think he quickly realised that the problem for Millwall was one, late goals against us and two, defensively, just looking so, I, I don't think powder puff's the right word, just weak mentally more than anything. The players have got Definitely. the ability. We haven't changed the players left, right and centre. It's just that we've always had that soft centre where I think an easy example I think I've alluded to before was the perfect example was Oxford away in the cup. 2-0 up, coasting. The Varsons scored a couple of goals. Any other team would have just, that have been it, game over. Five minutes to go, I think Oxford scored and I think every Millwall fan there, including ourselves in the press area, thinking, Christ, this whistle needs to go now because blind panic setting. I think it was Aiden, unfortunately, give away a late penalty. Oxford equalised and that was that lost on penalties. And we could all pick three or four games where that happened, where Millwall were in a great position. But with Gary in charge, he's changed to a back three away from home. And I think, I may be wrong on this, but I think it was only Leeds away where when Millwall took the lead, they actually lost under Gary. I think we've been that solid away from home. It was only Leeds that come back and actually took three points. Yeah, uh, I think you're right, actually. I think even if you go back to Palace on, on Saturday, on Tuesday, when we when they scored, you could just see the players' heads go down. And it was like, oh. And they just, there was something there where they just went, and it just, it, it killed the game. They just, the energy and whatnot wasn't there what it was before they scored. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's a mentality that's been with the Millwall team for many years. I think until Gary come in, I think for many years they looked, we need X amount of points to be safe, rather than, it doesn't matter how many points you've got, we're aiming up there and we need to keep going. Keep going, keep going, keep going. And I think now, finally, after four, five, six, seven, eight seasons, we've now got a manager what doesn't care where you are, it's where you're aiming for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the best part about it. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I think that's something that Gary's mentioned in press conferences to myself, um, to, I think, on uh, Millwall itself when you go on the website, the interviews that he's given, he has said it's a mentality that needs to change. Millwall need to start believing in themselves, not looking at, as you say, you know, we need just this many points to try and avoid relegation. He's thinking, no, we don't want relegation. We don't want mid-table. We want playoffs we want automatic promotion there is no reason take away the name Millwall look at the players we're a team good enough to get promoted so why don't we think like that and he's slowly but steadily you know got this embedded into the players heads and people would class Millwall as overachieving last season but I just say they're realizing their potential if anything and with a couple of smart buys that he's got in the likes of Malone getting Bennett back getting Bennett in full stop Woods in as well he's but he's bought very well and there's no reason, with a, obviously, you know, injury depending, if we can keep players fit with Troy Parrott as well, why shouldn't Millwall be playoff contenders? I mean, 
a lot of teams are fearful of Millwall, I'm sure. And it's not just because of Millwall being sort of a big physical side that are going to bully you. Millwall can outplay you as well. And that's a great that's a great thing to have where you can take teams on both ways. No, that's definite. That's definite. So, look, I, I'm, I'm conscious of, obviously, the time with yourself and whatnot. And I appreciate your time given, especially um, on an evening with families and whatnot. So, final final part then before we, uh, we bring this... Um, little special I suppose to a to a close is um what's your predictions for Crawley um prediction I'm gonna go for and there I say this will come back to haunt me I'm gonna go for (laughs) (laughs) this will be yeah this will be about about three o'clock Saturday when various people are cursing me um I think I think Millwall will win say 2-0 um I better look through I was doing some research today, actually. Crawley are in a very much a transitional stage. They've got a lot of youngsters in various bits and bobs. But, you know, if Mill will go there, irrespective of the side Mill will put out, I think it'll be a mixture of, shall we say, fringe players and first-teamers. So, yeah, we'll go a couple nil. We'll go with, I don't know, Cooper and Jed to get the goals, but 2-0. Cooper's always a good one to bet because he's always high odds on, on Cooper. Yeah. Um, I know a couple of fans will put money, put a tenner on Cooper every game. Yeah. Um, and they, you know, they make their money over over the season. So yeah. So look, Cole, thank you very much for taking the time this evening and getting involved. Um, we will bring you back hopefully um, because your insight into the game is is great. Next time, obviously, we will get Omar um, on and, and and he'll probably delve into a lot more technical based questions and stats like he loves. But look, thank you very much for your time today, and uh, it's much appreciated. And remember, if you were. Uh, if you do have I follow, Cole is the one that talks lots of sense um, within for I follow and keeps it moving um, where Les um, does your pauses and, and starts watching the game as a as the Millwall fan he is. So, he, uh, he is. He's brilliant. Yeah, the amount of times I've had, I've had to tell him to talk sometimes. He'll be pointing and swearing under his breath and get up and do this. And it's like, Les, talk. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah. Les is brilliant. Les is brilliant. He, he's a, he, he loves Millwall for him. For oh, him. Christ. And, and the fans right. love him. And I think it, it was a good move to get him on to I follow. Um, and I think, you know, I think the other guys who do off, Billy's, Billy's good. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other new lad, um, Max, 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 is coming. Yeah, Max he'll be with us. Really Sam. knowledgeable, really knowledgeable. Mm. So all they need to do now is sort out the footage and stop doing fucking replays of corners and throw-ins so that we don't miss goals anymore. And yeah. then we're there. So you know, it'll win win. But look, thanks for your time tonight, Cole, and um, and we'll speak again soon. So yeah. uh, thank you very much. Sports are easy to disagree on. Let's see what happens when sports talk hosts talk about something they agree on. No, 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 hold on. I'm saying drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. Well, I disagree. I think drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. (laughs) Come on, Wait, I think we're saying the same thing. Oh, so uh, what do we do now? Everyone agrees that drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. (laughs) 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings by new customer surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2020 and May 2021. Potential savings will vary. With bills to pay and debt piling up, it's easy to feel overwhelmed. Personal loans through NetCredit can provide funding up to $10,000 to help you get back on track financially if eligible. Our secure application process allows you to customize the terms that work for you and your budget. So check your eligibility today without affecting your credit score and help get your finances back on track. NetCredit, a more personal, personal loan. All NetCredit loans and lines of credit are offered by a member of the NetCredit family of companies or one of our lending partners. Visit netcredit.com slash partners for more information. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.